Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. And you may know that in this country, if you have a stillbirth or a miscarriage at any time after the 24th week of pregnancy, your baby has a birth weight of at least, or baby has a birth weight of 500 grams, you're fully entitled to maternity leave. So once you go past the 24th week, which is the gestational period, which they consider uh, can give independent life, because anything over 23 weeks, a child can survive outside the womb, or a baby can survive outside the womb. They consider that to be a baby. Uh, and you get 26 weeks maternity leave. If you have a miscarriage before this time, you're not entitled to maternity leave. Well, this evening, a debate on the reproductive health-related uh, bill is happening, and the Labour Party wants any person who suffers an early miscarriage to have paid time off of up to 20 days. Now, that's four weeks, by the way, for anybody interested. It's four weeks out of work. At the moment, many people take sick days or holidays to facilitate their care. And not only that, there are some very understanding employers out there so in a lot of cases, you know, a woman will go to an employer, provided she's happy enough to part with that information. And she may not want to tell that information to her employer, but if she's willing to part with that information, there are a lot of employers who are extremely understanding, let's say, take a week off. So I, I do want to be fair to employers that, you know, they don't always stick to the regulations and they are fair to their employees. Not all of them, some of them. But if enacted, this bill will also allow for any worker undergoing reproductive health care, such as IVF, to get paid leave. But tonight, I just want to focus on the miscarriage. Uh, we did some very quick maths. And if the average salary is around 45000 and we're talking about 20 days paid leave, that comes to about a month's salary. Gross, that's 3750 There are sadly 15,000 miscarriages in Ireland each and every year. One in five pregnancies result in miscarriage. So if you've had a miscarriage recently, and sometimes, by the way, women will have a miscarriage and they won't even know. But if you have had a miscarriage recently, don't think that it's unique. Don't think that it's on your own. Don't think it's the end of the world and you can never have a baby. It's very common. And I think, Jane will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think the majority of miscarriages usually happen in the first pregnancy. But Jane will check for me. So the majority, as far as I know, miscarriages happen in the first pregnancy. Um, mind you, most women will only have two pregnancies. That seems to be the way it is in this country. Because on average in this country at this moment in time, we're having 1.7 8 or 1.87 children. We don't even have two children on average. I know you can't have an eighth of a child, but you understand the point I'm making. We certainly spend money on worse things. But if you were to work out the cost for the state and for the taxpayer, and I don't want to bring this down to money, but unfortunately we have to because money is important because the country only has a certain amount of money. And yes, there are so many great causes that we should be paying for, but we just really couldn't afford to do that. We still have to have money for education and health services and all those different kind of things as well. It would cost the state around €5,625,000. One point I'm going to make. We spent five million uh, We spent five million reuniting Ukrainian people with their dogs. So people might look at it and say, well, five million in the big scheme of things is not a lot of money. But in the, in the other scheme of things, five million is how many houses? House costs roughly 200000 to construct. That's five houses per million. That's 25 houses for homeless people. So we certainly spend things and said a lot worse things. But is it feasible? And is it necessary? And by the way, that's the 15,000 miscarriages that were reported. There may have been many miscarriages that weren't reported. 
that go unreported. So those numbers are likely to increase if we, you know, had a specific payment for it or time off work. Should we give special consideration for women who experience miscarriage under 28 weeks or should we continue to treat it as somebody to deal with, you know, under the current sick leave programme? Remember, if you have a miscarriage, you can take sick leave and you are entitled to sick leave. Uh, by law, you will be entitled to sick leave. By the way, I think it's, isn't it next year that all companies must give sick leave next year? At the moment, some companies don't have a policy of sick leave, but they're changing that, that they have to give sick leave. So you can take it as sick leave, and that's what most people do at the moment. Should we stick with that policy and just stick with it like that? Or do you believe we should have paid support leave for women who experience a miscarriage under 28 weeks? That means even if you're only a month and a half pregnant and you have a miscarriage, that you get four weeks off work paid. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Should we pay paid leave for miscarriages? Just a point of clarification in relation to having a miscarriage on the first pregnancy uh, and why it's more common or why, why it's deemed or seemed to be more common. The statistics are slightly skewed because so many women only have one child. Um, that's where that statistic comes from. It doesn't mean that you are less likely or more likely to have it on the first pregnancy. Now, in saying that, um, they talk about the fact that once you get past the three-month period, normally uh, you're in a safer place because you are less likely to have a miscarriage after three months. And people also ask, or somebody texts in in relation to the difference between a miscarriage and a stillbirth. Well, it is just a matter of law. Uh, the legal distinction between miscarriage and stillbirth is still made on the basis that the baby is thought to have a good chance of surviving after 24 weeks. That's why the legislation currently at the moment is at 26 weeks in this country. But in some countries, it's 24. Now, this can be very upsetting for some parents who have a late miscarriage because they may also give birth to their baby and understandably feel that it should be called a stillbirth. Now, we know this terminology can be difficult for some parents, but you can use whichever language you choose to describe for your loss uh, because it's a very difficult time for everybody. And I understand how difficult that can be. And we would love to talk to you, by the way, if you've been through that and how you feel about the idea of getting paid essentially maternity leave. Um, four weeks uh, for a miscarriage. So they want to change the law. The law currently stands that you must be 26 weeks pregnant. In other words, essentially what some people legally would describe as a stillbirth before you get maternity leave or any maternity leave. But they want to change it that under 24 weeks that you will now get 20 days, which is four weeks, a month off, uh, essentially maternity leave to deal with your miscarriage and the loss. Do you believe that's a good idea? Or do you believe, look... Okay, we understand it's difficult, but we can't do things like that because there's just too many people involved and too much money involved. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Let me go to Glenda if I can first. Glenda, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Glenda, look, it's a really difficult thing to talk about because I have no understanding what that must be like for a woman or for a couple. I don't want to discount men on this because it's just as devastating for the father of the child too. So it's a really difficult time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it affects so many people because I don't want anyone to feel unique when it happens to them because it unfortunately affects so many women. But do you believe that there should be maternity leave for miscarriage under 24 weeks? I personally um, have lost two babies. I'm sorry to hear and that. And they are my babies. I lost one at 12 weeks and one at nine weeks. And for me personally, and I can only speak about my own situation, um, I don't... Think it would have helped me mentally. Oh, we lost your signal. 
sorry, go ahead. We lost you. You don't think it would have helped you mentally, sorry? Mentally, to stay off for for four weeks on my own, pondering, did I do something? Did I have stopped it? Could I have prevented it? Could I, could I, would I, could I? Yeah. You know, um, I, for me, I, I, I went back to work after a very short period of time of, of being off, you know. But that's just for me. Everybody is different. It's, it's, it's unique to each, each couple. Yeah. And, and, and I want to say that to most people, to, to women who have miscarried, generally speaking, it's nothing you've done wrong. It's just one of those yeah. biological oh, things in life. Yeah. And, and for you, yeah. that was the way you dealt with it. It's like, for example, the, night my, the day my brother died many, many years ago, I went to work that night because I deal with things differently to other people where other people would have to take the yeah. night off. So what yeah. I'm saying is different people deal with different things. But some women may want to have some time to themselves, you know, not want to face other people because it can be difficult to talk about. Um, and do you believe they should get paid? No. Hmm. Unfortunately, I'm losing your line, Constant Eric Glenda. We're, I know you're travelling there at the moment by the sounds of it. Maybe we'll try and get you back. We'll try and get Glenda back in a few minutes if you possibly can. Maybe Jane, hang up on her and give her a call back. Let me go to Breda. Breda, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Breda, a difficult time for, for women primarily, but for couples in general. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an awful traumatic thing to think you're going to produce a little little person coming into the world and your whole life's going to change and then it's kind of whipped out from under you again. As you said, most of the time through no fault of your own. But I do think the option should be there that if I understand that lady, she wants to get back to work. When my mother died, I was in COVID. I couldn't read. I could go back to work a week, a few weeks later. But if normal times, I'd have been back in, within the week. So I understand that sometimes you don't want to be sitting at home moping and looking at four walls, but I think every everyone should have the option to choose they'd like to have that month off to mourn the loss of this little person that they thought was going to come into their lives. Yeah. And do you believe the state should be paying for that? We do we do pay for it over twenty four weeks. Um, yeah, but why? But like, why? Like, twenty-four weeks is a still is a stillbirth. It, well, well le- legally it is. Yes, yeah, uh, in some people's yeah. eyes. Well, twenty-six weeks they say legally is a stillbirth. Um, yeah. But but that's only words. It's whatever you choose to describe your loss. Yeah, so I suppose. Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a stillbirth or it's it's a miscarriage, whatever you want to call it. But we're you're, we're paying into a system to, to get maternity leave anyway. So why not give people the option of those four weeks off with pay? The same as you get, you know, okay, maybe not full pay, but like enough that you can survive for two weeks, three weeks, or a week, whatever you want to do um, yourself. But see, see we, have to, we have to make decisions, sorry for interrupting, but we have to make a decision as a country because we've, we've 15,000 women, roughly, those numbers could be higher when you talk about unreported yeah. miscarriages. There's 15,000 yeah. women or more have miscarriages every year. If you yeah. take that on a basic wage or an average industrial wage, and it's a month yeah. off, it works out at 15 million a year, or 5 million a year, or over 5 million a year, yeah. which is a lot of money. The dogs from the Ukraine for, oh, for 5 million, five yeah, million. I understand that. But, and, and that I'm would sorry, be unusual circumstance, yeah. I, 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 have my, I have a pussycat here. I love animals, but like, if there was a choice of bringing dogs over or helping women that have had a loss, give it to the women. Mm. You know, like, but, but what I'm now the point I was going to make is we we make tough decisions. Like for example, when I remember hearing this guy one night from the HSC and he was on I think it was News Talk, and he was talking about he's given a budget every year to buy medication yeah. uh, within the HSC. Right. I think it's like six billion, right? Is the budget right. for medication? And mm. he said there's some wonderful medication out there that huge research has gone into that may 
help somebody get, you know, relieve the symptoms of, say, a very difficult disease that's eventually going to kill you. And he said, we don't buy it. He said, because it's so expensive, we could spend that money on this medication that could save a lot more people. So sadly, those people are allowed to die in pain or allowed to die because we have to balance it out. There's a certain amount of money. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's not that they don't care about those people. It's not we don't care about women. It's that we have to, we have an economy. They're after spending on the new children's hospital in Dublin. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, like, you know, so it's all well and good saying he has a budget and he has to do whatever. But, like, you can incorporate it into, into the maternity leave budget. I mean, I, I paid into it for whatever number of years before I had my doll. You know, everybody pays taxes paying in towards it. So let them have let them have the time. But, off. Then, but then where it's would that stop? But will they, and, and I I'm only giving you the arguments against. By the way, I probably agree. No, with no, it. I know that. But but yeah. where would that stop? Would it be then a case of oh well, then what about my husband? Does he not get two weeks off or four weeks off to be with me during this difficult time? Well, no, and there's no, another five million. So where does yeah, it well, stop? Well, no, it's, it stops at the woman. I mean, like a man can take so much, so many weeks off after a baby, and then he goes back to work. And to be honest with you, most women are happy to see him go back to work because <laughs> they're driving them nuts to get yeah. on Get away get from me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, definitely that. There's no chance of that. And, uh, but you're there, like, you're trying to get a little routine going and get, you know, and, and, and just to enjoy that little time, you know, with you and Baba. Well, that was, you know, yeah. like, off you go, darling. Goodbye now. Thanks. It was lovely to have you around for sleeping through every feed every night. But off you go now, pet, and back you go to work. I think it's, I'm not, and I'm not being smart here about anybody losing a baby or anything. It's, it's you know, it is one of the most horrific things that can happen to a woman. Um, but I do think, like, just give it to the women. You know, if the men want to take leave or unpaid mm. leave off to be with the wife and or the partner or whoever it is, husband, girlfriend, girl, girl, wife and wife, husband and husband, whatever it is that they've lost a surrogate or whatever, one of them is entitled to it, which would be the main, the female or whoever's the yeah. Mister or Mrs. in the in the in the relationship. Well, hang on, hang on. Let me just come back to Glenda, and I want to go to Pauline as well. Glenda, sorry, we have you back there. I hope. Yeah, I'm here again. Okay, so so Glenda, and again, I'm sorry for your loss for your, your two little babies. Yeah, so my Glenda, my, my and, and it must be difficult. And and when I don't know whether you got pregnant again after that. Did you get pregnant again after that? I'm delighted to say I have two beautiful children, a girl and a boy. I, and I'm delighted oh, to hear you say that. But when when you got pregnant the third time, what, that must have been very difficult for you because for that first, particularly for the first three months, you must have been terrified. I hated both pregnancies. Yeah. Because of the because of the fear of losing it, was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I had a miscarriage, then I had my daughter, then I had a miscarriage, then I had my son. Okay. And, okay. Um, and I hated being pregnant on both of them. And on my daughter, I was taken in 10 times before I had her because I had that fear. Tonight was the night I was going to lose her. Yeah. I can, And I can see why you'd feel like that's that. That's understandable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and on my son, they gave me this... Um, medication to help with um it's an anticoagulation um medication to they thought it was from clotting that i was having these miscarriages okay and right. um, it, it, it it helped mm. to um keep my son with me um but uh, like that too it was fear-based yeah fear-based of course i i hated every second of being pregnant 
And that's, you know what, that's really oh, sad to look back at that and say you hated your pregnancy. You I obviously love your children, yeah. but you hated your pregnancy. I love my babies. I, my, my babies are now 30 and 26. Oh, and right. I'm blessed with two grand, and I'm blessed with two grandchildren as well now, so I'm very lucky. Okay. But, I'm very, very blessed. I, I am very aware of that. Okay, but you still don't think that we should go down the road of paying people? And why why is that when you know the pain you went through? Although you dealt with it differently to some people and you were back in work and you wanted the company of people. Um I, and I don't know I don't know if that was easy for you to do. Would you talk to people about it when you went back to work? Were people curious and go, no. Oh, how's things? When no. you do you? No. Didn't speak about it, didn't talk about it. Isn't that terrible? But that had that but I'm going back to the early nineties. You know, we still had mother and baby homes and everything else, and it was just brushed under the carpet, and we moved on, and that was it. And yeah. that's not why. That's not why I wouldn't pay them. Why? I don't think um, the government or businesses should pay them. Is because it's personal to each individual person. And but, and for but, me, but Glenda, should the option not be there if, like, your option was to go back to work? Should the option not be there that maybe some other poor girl feels she needs time away from everybody and she but she can't afford to stay out of work? But there's she there has the to be a cut, but there has to be a cut off point. I mean, they're talking about giving time off for your dog dying. You're giving time off for hurting your toe. You know, we have yeah, to deal with reality and we have to deal with moving on with life. Life moves all the time. Yes, but, but, but we are we are becoming a more compassionate society, you know, and I understand yes, that. You have compassion. Yes, you can have compassion without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. And I'd have huge compassion for anybody that ever, ever goes through the pain. And it is a personal pain of losing. And it is your child, regardless whether it's one week, two weeks, ten weeks. You have, yeah, have made that little bit of a bond with yeah. that little nugget inside you. And I, I can't imagine, Glenda, how that would feel because clearly I'm not a woman. Um, so I yeah. can't imagine, although nowadays when you say clearly not a woman, that could be that could be questioned. Um, I'm clearly not a woman. But but the thing about it is, is it, to maybe describe, is it like a bereavement? It is, is it the same as a bereavement? It's not the same as a bereavement. And I'm probably going to get F for that. Is um, a stillbirth would be for me a full bereavement. Mm. And having the miscarriage, yeah, the miscarriage for me. I'm, I'm I'm speaking about my own situation, my own feelings on it. My miscarriage was my miscarriages were um, a deep loss. But it wasn't the grief I ever felt when I lost something that I had held, something that I could touch. It's I like a phantom hmm. grief. Yeah, I know. I understand. It's like a phantom grief. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and did and can, that, I, can I, if I could just ask as well, in, in relation to that loss that you have at the time, do you still now? Obviously, you're talking to us now, so you are thinking about it. But but. Yeah. When those pregnancies were due, I'm sure you had a, an idea in your head of the due dates. Um, yes, April and December. Okay, so in April and December on those dates, do you still think to yourself, yes. what if, what if, what if? 
I still think of them two babies. I don't think what if, but them dates will, April and December will always be very special for me. Mm. There was no fail upon back then, but there was um, a Holy Angels garden blowing in Cork. And we went and we we placed two stones there to remember our babies. Yeah, and Fela Khan, I've spoken to Fela Khan on the air on numerous occasions. They're wonderful people. They do an amazing job. Fantastic, fantastic society. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. And I actually have two Christmas baubles for my two Christmas babies because my yeah. other babies are on my tree as well. Did Have they got names? In my head. In your head, okay. Because I know some people do. Do name they do give yeah. them names and that's yeah. that's that's a personal yeah. choice I again. I, and I believe I knew what sex they were and everything. I do believe I know what sex they were and everything. So in my heart, they will always be my babies. Hmm. And I'm sorry, by the way, I don't, I don't mean to upset you talking about it, and I hope I'm not. No, no, bringing... no, no, no it's fine. It, 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 this is how it is for me. Um, they're on my Christmas tree along with my children and my grandchildren, with their two little baubles. You know, and and you know, I spoke speak about them with my children, and that's it's it's a fact of life. Do you think people should talk it's about it more? It's see, we we don't talk yes. about it. You know, when somebody has a miscarriage, no. it's almost like you avoid the subject. You know, if a girl comes oh, back yeah. into work after having a miscarriage, I, I I don't even know what it's like for women talking to each other, but I know certainly from a man's point of view, you just don't say anything. A lot of women don't say that either because they don't know what to say. And if they're pregnant themselves at the same time, they really don't say atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, because they feel bad. They feel like they could they be with and you're no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I actually, yeah, I do yeah. remember having a girl on the air going back about three years ago and her best friend was pregnant at the same time as her. And yeah. she said her pregnant was, pregnancy was horrendous because her best friend miscarried. And they both yeah. got pregnant in at the same time. And she said, I felt I couldn't celebrate my pregnancy with my best friend anymore. Yeah. I said it was so difficult. Mm-hmm. I said it wasn't mm-hmm. her fault, obviously, but it was just my fault as well no. because I couldn't, I couldn't share it with her. I didn't even want to ring her and, and say yeah. things are great. You know what I mean? But the gas thing about it is, if she sat with her and said, "Well, this is the stage I'm at," and I know you would have been at this, if people were more open, as you said, Niall, if people were more open about it, yeah, and, to talk and, and about spoke, it. yeah, talk hmm. about it. It's all about having the conversation. It's like anything. It's like mental health. It's like suicide awareness, everything else. It's about talking about it. Open up the conversation. Well, that's certainly what we're trying to do tonight. But listen, Glenda, thank you very much indeed for sharing that with us. And I really appreciate it. It's given people a really good insight to how some people feel. And Breda as well. Thank you. Pauline, four weeks Mm -hmm. paid leave. Should we do that? Well, I I think um, certainly people should show uh, some form of compassion. I don't know if a month is um, appropriate. I think everybody, like somebody said earlier on, is different. I certainly think you should be given an option of at least three weeks, and I most definitely think it should be paid um, because it is a bereavement. I don't. I know one of the, the ladies said it isn't. I have had numerous miscarriages. You do give birth. Mm-hmm. Um, you you definitely it is a bereavement. Um, now we don't get time off, as as far as I know. Um, for other family bereavements, um, no, you don't. Maybe like when you, when you get a day off, that. you get a day off if it's direct yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it is a difficult time. Um, but like like you said, uh, you went to work the night your brother died. Everybody's different. People have different 
coping strategies. So, mm -hmm. but I do think an option, and I do think it should be paid up to to at least three weeks. I think would be a reasonable um, consideration. But you definitely do give birth. You yeah, I'm I'm not probably normal in that. That's yeah. I mean, I've gone through some really difficult times in my life. Um, yeah, I went yeah. through a very difficult divorce, marriage breakup, uh, which mm. did a huge amount of damage to me. And I still mm. went to work. At that time, I would have been working yeah. during the day, doing the daytime show as well. Uh, and I still mm. went to work every day and every night, and I never missed a day because I just felt that was yeah. a good, safe place for me to be, and it took my mind away from things. And That's it was good. good. That's your, yeah. yeah, that was your way of coping. Mm. And everybody is different, but you definitely it is a bereavement. And the lady who was speaking about the remembering the baby's birth date should have been birth date or the date that she yeah. lost the little baby, naming the baby. I called, for example, the last uh, miscarriage I had. You do know the sex of the feel, yeah. the sense, um, the sex of the child. I knew it was a little boy, and I called him Louis, and he's buried in Bowdenstown graveyard. I went in and I collected his little casket and from a crib in the hospital with candles either side of it. It is very sad. Yeah. It's, it, it's a bereavement. And um, I do think a little bit of compassion and uh, sometimes should be assigned to a person because everybody copes differently. But they definitely, people need support. And if they got that from their employment, um, from their place of employment, it would certainly go a long way. Having said that, I've uh, learned recently since, uh, yeah, last year, 65,000 stillbirths and miscarriages in the United Kingdom alone. Yeah. So I don't know how employers can afford to... I don't know how they're going to be able to afford to do what's being suggested, but I do think compassion, um, and in a compassionate way, it should be considered because it is a brief. I, I, I know, mean, I, I know good married. employers. I mean, a lot of the more modern employers, yeah. the multinationals. And I, I know somebody who recently had a miscarriage, yeah. and her employer yeah. was really good and gave her time off mm. and paid her. So mm. you know, and they don't have to. There's no losses they have to mm. at the moment. Mm. So I. I most employers should be compassionate and probably are, but some are not. That, and I suppose that's yeah. what legislation is for, to force every employer to be the same. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to afford it, given the statistics from the United Kingdom last year. Well, I gave the was, statistics uh, for Ireland, by the way. There's 15,000 15, reported miscarriages. Mm. Now, mm. there's no benefit to reporting a miscarriage because sometimes women no. can have a miscarriage and, and not report it. It does happen. Yeah. And so yeah. that number, I suppose, if you were getting four weeks off paid leave, would probably go up slightly. So yeah. we, we worked it out. It's roughly about five and a half million euro it would cost yeah, the Yeah, well, a, a lot of people um, would miscarry at home and mm -hmm. they just cope, they just do. Yeah. But that particular miscarriage that I was explaining to you there um, happened... Um, and to, to say that you don't give birth and you don't go through the motions, it was like somebody kicked that particular one in, kicked me in the back. You most certainly do go through the motions. Um, but that was the first time I attended a hospital. I actually had gotten so used to it happening um, at home that you, you learn to deal with it. But on that particular occasion, in fact, when I got to the hospital, there was nowhere to sit and I was beginning to miscarriage while I was trying to find somewhere to sit and I miscarried and caught my baby and you are pregnant from the time you conceived in a public toilet in that hospital. Oh gosh. Oh I'm so sorry mm -hmm. to hear that Polly. That's that's mm -hmm. devastating. So that's the truth. And so for people to not have compassion 
um, and to give people time um, to get their head around what's happened. It is, you may not, it's a little bit like believing in God. You may not have ever seen him, but you knew he was there. Yeah, no, If you understand, that's the way yeah. I look at it. But that is what happened on that particular occasion to me. And a little bit of compassion. Certainly where I was working at the time, they bought me bouquets of flowers. They couldn't have done more. Um, time off was not something that you considered because it wasn't the dumb thing. But I don't think it would do any harm. Stay there for a second, Pauline. Let me go to Josephine. I want to come to Dave and Vivian as well. But Josephine, hi, how are you? Oh, sorry, Josephine. Go ahead, Josephine, sorry. Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised that there was... Well, thank God I never had miscarriages. I I can't speak for other people. But I'm just totally surprised that the option wasn't there. Mm. Like, I mean, I thought that that was something that would have been naturally there. You know, I, I'm surprised that that there was, there was no legislation yeah. in place yes, in the first place. Yeah. And it, it just boils down to the way women have always been treated. It, I'm mesmerized, actually, that mm. there there is nothing because... Up to, up to, well, up to now, if, if a woman wants time off after miscarriage, she has to take it out of her holidays or sick pay. Well, you know, that shouldn't be. And everybody grieves differently. Mm. Uh, to life, no matter what goes on in their life. But like when you miscarry, it shouldn't be out of your of your paid leave. There mm. should be an option there that after so many weeks that you are paid if you've miscarried. Yeah. Because it is it is a death, and you mm-hmm. are going through every single emotion that you can possibly go through, and it, it has to be horrific. Oh, it is. It like, is. like I said, thank God I have never gone through it. But I was just shocked that there was nothing in legislation there already. And I, I, I equally I was too because I, I spoke about this with a Vallabatic from the Labour Party going back about a year and a half ago when the bill was first proposed. Now it's been kicked down the road another twelve months now in the paper today. Uh, and I spoke to Vallabatic, uh, and I don't normally agree with the Labour Party, uh, but on this occasion I think it was a an interesting subject and certainly one of compassion. And I equally was surprised that there was no, no provision there for women who are pregnant under 24 weeks. And, like, if you're taking maternity leave, you're obviously working. So there should be something in your PRSI that is paid through your PRSI in some way that mm. you're entitled to this payment. Yeah. Well, as I said, it's not law yet, and it's it won't be probably for at least another year uh, before it's even voted on in the doll. Um, but you'd certainly believe it should be. Oh, yes. Most definitely. What, uh, you know. what about the cost factor? Because we, I, I know we have to have compassion. And I don't want to bring money into compassion. But it is a fact of life. Um, you know, because we all have to pay tax. We all, we're all part of this economy. And the economy only stretches so far. And there's a lot of things we'd like to pay for that we can't. So people would say, I, well. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Oh, then go ahead. Yeah, can I just say something? It doesn't make any difference how many weeks a person is pregnant. It makes no difference because their expectation and um, it's just, I, I don't know how to explain it. Really, the expectation is to have a baby, from, yes. You're, yeah, you're pregnant from the moment you conceive and you know that you're pregnant. Um, it, I don't know where they're coming from with the amount of weeks involved. If you suffer a miscarriage, it should be considered as you're talking tonight, that a person is, is given some compassion, a compassionate leave, let me put it that way. 
yeah. and that they are paid. Um, the amount of weeks is irrelevant, really. A stillbirth is, um, I, I don't know how they differentiate. 20, well, 26 they weeks is how they differentiate. Yeah. So that's that's the legal term. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe they're basing that on abortion. I don't know. No, they're, but they're just basing it on the fact that at 26, well, in this country it's 24 weeks, but at 24 to 26 weeks, a child is capable of independent life. So that's that's why well, they only pay not. under that. Yeah. Well, they're actually not, Auntie. They're nine months, carried for nine months. So mm. that's, in my opinion, that's a load of nonsense. It makes no difference. The baby is a, a forming ba- a baby being formed in your womb from the moment of conception, end of story. I don't mm. know where they're coming from with the 24 weeks. So it should be across the board. Now, can I just ask you something? I know um, I've never asked you anything like this before, but um, I have spoken on the show a few times, and I do hope that you will be considered and allow me to uh, put a request out. Um, I know you don't normally allow this kind of thing. Probably you wouldn't. But I have met a person over the last few weeks who is conquering and will bet uh, he's got uh, cancer. He is a man by the name of Nick Cordy or Cardi. I'm not quite sure how we pronounce his surname. From my village of Salons in County Kildare. He has seven me- 17 members of people, some of whom are also battling and conquering cancer, who had a, a men's shed up to three and a half years ago. And they desperately want to get back together because whatever premises they did have, and the support that they gave each other is not possible anymore because they don't have a little place to work from. So um, they were offered a building. I, I understand it's a derelict building. They aren't fit enough to floor it and mm-hmm. put the electrical work in. And, and Pauline, can I, can I stop you and right so, there? Can I stop you right Because I'm really yeah. interested in it. I'm very interested yeah. in it because I love the idea of a men's shed. I know we're going off the topic a little bit. I love the idea of men's sheds. I think they're wonderful. Um, and what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to get Jane to pick up the phone to, to you. Uh, I want to get the information and let's get them on the air. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. Oh, lovely. That's wonderful. Nice. And I'll, I'll get, I know we've spoken to the spokesperson for Men's Sheds on the air before. I'll try and get him on at the same time as well. I mean, we'll try and put something together and try and give them a bit of help and a bit of support. All right. So we Thank definitely will do so that. Much. You're, you're so That's welcome. Wonderful. I'll get Jane, Jane to pick up the phone to you there now. Josephine, stay with me. Let's go to Dave as well. Dave, hi. How are you? Good, Dave. I'm a big supporter of men's sheds, by the way. I think they're a wonderful idea, by the way. They're one of the best things that's uh, popped up in, in recent years. They're like ladies' book clubs. <laughs> no, but they are. But they're, but they are they're brilliant because men socialise and deal with their emotions in different ways, and it's the perfect way for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but get, getting back to this particular topic, Dave, I know you had, before your wife passed away, you lost a pregnancy with her, uh, going back a couple of years. Actually, during COVID, wasn't it? It was during COVID, yeah, and three miscarriages on top of that. Oh, okay. She, your wife had a really difficult oh. time while she was with us. She had a really difficult oh. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like miscarriage, Kitty and three miscarriages, stillbirth, and then Oshin. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's, <laughs> unfortunately, I know a lot about the more depressing topics in life, you know? Yeah. But but do you, do you believe she should have got, I mean, I, I don't want to bring it down to nuts and bolts and, and payment, but this, I suppose, is about the government paying, you know, like a, a particular payment to women who have a miscarriage over four weeks leave. Do you think that we should be yeah, doing we see, that? I, we see, like, I think it boils down to choice, really, because, I mean, the first thing you had on there, 
Um, she said her way of dealing with it was going Amanda. back to work. No, yeah. she, yes, uh, no, she was obviously it was in a completely different time when things like this. I mean, if you if you had a stillborn back then, your baby was buried like an auntie of Michelle's, or she had a stillborn child, and the child was buried before she even got out of the hospital. So it was it was dealt with in that kind of you know behind closed doors kind of a way back then. But even now, there are women who would prefer to go back to work. But I think just to have the option there, you know, because. You know, because it's not just like, you know, a miscarriage is a miscarriage is, you know, there's so many different factors involved. So there's how far along in the pregnancy they were, um, you know, like how early it was. I mean, even even physically, it can it can be so much. I mean, Michelle had one before and she needed a blood transfusion. So I just won't go into too much detail, but just yeah. it can be very drastic on a woman's um, body, on her body. Physiology. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, it can. So, I mean, so and there are some women who have a miscarriage and they, you might be told by a doctor to go home and put your feet up for two weeks. You know, so I, I don't think it's like, take the money we hits away in this country on stuff, you know, and like you, I know you said it was 5 million, right? But yeah, just, but five, we, we worked like, it out. That's not an accurate figure. We just worked it out at roughly that base on the, right, after well, the average industrial wage. Just, just, just for shits and giggles, I, uh, I Googled it, right? So going on our, like our, our GDP last year was 610 billion euro, right? And I just Googled, what would 5% be as a percentage of that? And it comes out as 0.00819672131% of <laughs> Ireland's overall GDP. I mean, that kind of puts it in perspective a bit more, doesn't it? It does. When it you does. consider, I mean, but I, again, it might not even be 5 million euros. There might be women out there. But see, the argument is, and here's the argument, it's the sky falling <laughs> argument, right? Is that if we do yeah. that, because we are becoming a more compassionate society, if we do that, should we then be paying the fathers? And then if we do that, oh, what about the yeah, grandparents? No. Should they go to a real loss as well? And that's the, always the way we look at things, I, no, isn't it? I, look, look, I get, yeah, of course, of course. You have to look at the, the bigger picture. But like, here's the thing, though, right? I mean, the fathers involved, like, unless your boss is a bona fide sociopath and genuinely doesn't give a shit about you, they'll let you take a week out of your holidays. You know, they can even, if they didn't want to lose too much money, they can easily do it like the way that they do with like parental leave and stuff like that that they introduce. I mean, if you remember parental leave, they said, they said oh, we're going to bring parental leave in, it's going to banjax the economy and the, the sky is going to fall in on us. And it didn't happen. You know? they, and and it, you know it, why? It, you know why it didn't happen? Because most men don't why? actually take it. I, I will, I, you know what? We'll, we'll have to agree to disagree there because every single man I know who's had a kid ever since it's been brought in has actually brought it in. Mm. Now, look, the statistics could be there to prove me wrong. But you can also do it in such a way that you do it like that where you take it off, but they'll take 20% of a back off you by just rejiggering your tax credits. I mean, consider how much money that your common worker, your common PAYE taxpayer worker pays into the economy, not just over a period of 12 months, but over the entirety of their lifetime, you know? And like what they do for their company. I mean, I was out, when we lost the baby during COVID, I was out for three weeks. I I, you know, I took a week off after the funeral and I went back and after three days, I was like, I can't handle this. I just couldn't handle being around people. My boss paid me for those three weeks. And you know what I did when I went back? I worked like an absolute savage because it's not just a nuts and bolts, money, this money, that kind of a thing. It's you're showing a bit of humanity. You're showing compassion. You're showing someone that works for you and goes, you know, turns up every morning, drives in in the recent shit conditions we've had on the roads and puts in a hard day's craft. And you're just looking at him saying, I see you as a human being, you know? And I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just too much of a dreamer, or, you know, maybe I, you know, I'm, I'm not as cynical as I should be, but just we live in one of the richest nations 
in the history of mankind that we can afford to do things like this, I think we should. Not because we can afford it, but because it's the right thing to do. Okay, no, no, I I get you. And and please stay with me because I want to go to Vivian before the break if I can. Vivian, hi, how are you? You've heard Josephine. Josephine's shocked that we don't actually pay it. She didn't know we didn't pay it. And, and Dave, obviously, whose wife, who sadly passed away early in the year or early last year, um, he his wife went obviously through a stillbirth. And sorry, did you say two or three miscarriages, Dave? I had two uh, three. Okay, and and, oh, and you, Vivian, you you've you've had a stillbirth. I've had two stillbirths. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm really really sorry to hear that. And I I can't imagine how difficult that would be. I just can't imagine. So. Yeah, I I had the first one when I was when I was eighteen. Okay. I was working. I was on my own. I I only had support from my own family. But uh, my job told me to take as much time as I needed, and I was able to go on social welfare payment. Yeah. Because my GP made sure I got it. Yeah. But this was twenty two years ago. Yeah. So you were on you, know, si- you were on sick I, pay back, essentially. Yeah. Sick yeah. Pay, yeah. I went back to work after four weeks because I couldn't handle being at home and not to do. Yeah, thinking about it. You know, yeah. And then, then I met my husband. I had a few more kids. And in t- 2013, I had a stillbirth at 33 weeks. Right. But my husband, he was working. So I was at home with the kids. So he his job told him to take as much time as he needed. But he went back after two weeks. Yeah. Because no work, no money coming in. Of course, yeah. You know, so he didn't get the financial support. Yeah. He didn't get the financial support. Not the... The emotional support either, yeah. because I was going to counselling because they offered to me in the hospital, and he came in for the first appointment and they said to him, "You don't need to come anymore." Yeah, and he looked like, "Sorry, no, I break up." No, it's okay. It's okay. Take it easy. You don't don't talk about it if you don't want to talk about it, Vivian. I know. I just remember him saying that he was that was his child as well. Yeah, of course, and and this is something when we when we talk about miscarriage and stillbirth. We tend to sometimes forget about guys because they're expecting a baby too. It's 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 a couple. It's between the two of them. And I know it can be physically yeah. more demanding on a woman and certainly emotionally more demanding on a woman, but there is a father there too that's expecting a child and it's devastating for both of them. Yeah, he I remember him telling me that he did he's crying going to work. Yeah. So when he came home that he didn't that I didn't see it. Yeah. Do you know, but probably we both need to see each other at the, at those feelings I show because we know it's real. Because he wanted to be strong you know. for he wanted to be strong for you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I you know, get. and then you you don't realize your kids are going through this as well. You know, because you think kids, you know, that they don't they don't see all those emotions that we go through, but we didn't realize they were going through it as well. You know, so eventually yeah. came back to the cases we had to go for to get them treatment as well inside the schools. The schools are very good at helping children get through that as well, because they're they're going through the bereavement as well. And what's what's horrendous is I know you had your stillbirth at thirty three weeks, but in Ireland, if you have your stillbirth at twenty six weeks, you get maternity leave. If you have it at twenty three, you don't. Yeah. And this idea of black and whiteness, you know what I mean. And for both of those women and men in that situation, it's the loss of a child. So it doesn't matter if there's only two weeks in the difference. I remember when I lost my first pregnancy, they told me that. I remember going over to register the birth because you had to register death as well. And they told me that if I'd have been any earlier, they would not have registered my child. And I remember thinking, that's my child from the minute I got pregnant. Yeah. You know, that I should be entitled to register a pregnancy no matter what time, how far I got in my stages. Because only recently my niece, 
she went through the same thing, but she lost her pregnancy at eight weeks. She has no support at all. Yeah. Do you know, she just, oh, we went over, you're not pregnant anymore, and that's it. Do you know how stupid legislation no. can be, Dave? I don't know whether you know this. And we had a woman on the air who had twins, but they were stillbirths. Um, and, but one of them survived just for a, a few minutes outside the womb after they were born. And because that one survived for a few minutes and took a breath of air, she could get a birth cert for that particular child. But she couldn't Jesus get a birth Christ. cert for the other one because the law says the child must take a breath outside, outside the womb to get a birth certificate. And, and can you imagine me and the poor nurse or midwife in the hospital that has to tell that to a grieving parent? Or how you explain that. To, that's how... But I understand we have to have legislation and we have to have rules and laws and, you know, protocol about how we do things because otherwise it can become ridiculous. And I do understand that. But we seem to lack compassion in that area. You know, when I listen to Vivian, even even though it was 2013 and the other one was long before that, I can still hear it in her voice and I'm sure we can listen there. She's devastated by it. You know, and I'm sure you are too, Dave. Uh, the, the pain, listen, the pain never goes away. And there's always the, the what if scenario. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she's going to be X, you know, X amount of years old now and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, our little son, even though it was seven and a half months, they said, like, he's registered below in CUMH and even Kristen and all of them, we were down there. Uh, they said he was just heavy enough to be registered. Like, weight even comes into That's it. That's right. For, for some reason, and like remember, I like because we, we, you know, Felicon were dealing with, and that's right. That's why. That's why I spoke to at the time. It was Felicon in relation to that. Yeah, know. and like they, we even we asked them why, and they were like, we actually don't know. You know, they said, and even even the people like in administration don't know. Somebody just made this arbitrary rule one time, and it's stuck ever since. You know, there's there's no real rhyme or reason to it, like you know, so. And Vivian, how are you now? Are you okay? When I say are you okay now, I mean, are you still getting support? Or are you? No, you... there's nothing. There's yeah. nothing. Like I, I think of my kids every day. Yeah. So when people ask you how many kids you are, I'll just tell them how many kids I have in living. Yeah. You know, only people who are close to me know that I have two extra children. Yeah. You know, and when people, you know, people do find out about it, they, they say, "Oh, sorry to hear about that." You learn to cope with it. You never get over it. And do you prefer you if know, people talk to you about it? Is it, is it better? Because would, there's sort of a stigma around it, it, isn't it? There's a, there shouldn't be a stigma, yeah. but there is a stigma. It's just people don't understand. I said to my niece when she lost her pregnancy, people who don't go through it don't understand it fully. You yeah. know, and I told, you know, I was trying to tell her to be patient with people who can't ex- understand what you're going through. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's all down to the person individually how long they take to grieve it. I told her to take a few weeks and get back out there because the longer you leave it, the worse it makes you feel. And and, and sorry, Josephine, when you're listening to the stories from Dave and Vivian there, you can really see there's no understanding of why this legislation is there in the first place or why we have so many rules around paying people. Yeah, God, it's just heartbreaking listening to the stories and my heart literally goes out to them. Mm. I mean, we, we need to change the legislation, don't we? We just need oh, to... definitely. Yeah. Has, like I said before, I was shocked that it wasn't even there in the first place because, thank God, I had never been in that situation. So I never knew that it wasn't there. I always presumed there would have been something there. And I think I was in more shock to learn that there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is so little support there in this country for certain things. There is for some things. Well, I can say when 
you know, I haven't been in that situation. But as you said, listening to those people and listening to their stories, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. No, it is. It is. And Vivian, what were the names of your little babies? Sophie and Philip. Okay, well, we're thinking of Sophie and Philip tonight. And uh, <laughs> at least their names now are famous. Um, so <laughs> they'll always be remembered. Uh, Vivian, listen, thank you for being uh, so honest with us and talking to us tonight. I really appreciate it. And Dave and Josephine, I appreciate it as well. Thanks very much. Indeed. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.